Listening to the Stir Crazy Podcast, but it's a verb pod because you know what time it is. Hello, friends. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, hope you enjoyed the return of Mike on the last episode. Um, I know I sure did because, uh, Oh no, cat. Cat, if you are gonna sit behind my ass on the stir, you need to like share. Okay, sorry about that. So it's great to have him back a little bit more full time. He's still super busy and dealing with a lot of stuff. And, you know, like for that reason, like, you know, we do our check ins when I do verb pods. I guess uh, that would be a check in emotionally like where I'm at it's hard um it's actually back up it's interesting because I spent most of my life being very 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 self-reliant and part of my admittedly like part of my like kind of like psychological makeup is somebody that has never really allowed myself to rely on other people in my life. And I still am a supremely independent person, but I think that when you get into a long-term partnership or for me, like a marriage or however you want to frame it, um, and when you really invest in it and you go together as a partnership, I think that we all, like when you make a a promise to people seriously cat i'm so scared i'm gonna sit on you um when you make a promise like that you're committing to compromise for long periods of time with somebody else um and you pop your kind of security bubble of sorts it's amazing that even the most independent spirits of you know, like-minded people like me, people that, um, have always done it for themselves and know how to fucking do it on their own and are just fine being alone or, um, or handling their shit. When you get into that partnership, how it does change a little bit. Like, even though you're, fine doing whatever it is that needs to be done independently you know when you're married to somebody and you're you're used to them being home with you pretty much every day when then they're like still gone like several days a week somewhere else because of things you totally understand that they need to do um it is interesting how kind of um off kilter you you feel at times admittedly so you know Mike and I have been dealing with that there's no issue between us but um you know a lot of emotional negotiation and compromise and trying to give one another space give one another grace while somebody has some stuff going on and you know also though on the other side asking your partner as I've had to do in communication to you know give me some grace too and to listen to some of my not criticism but um where I'm at emotionally and um you know give me some feedback or um or talk to me about boundary settings and all that, you know, 
mumbo jumbo. So I'm just saying, like, my check-in right now would be, like, times are tough. Um, They have been, you know, for everybody, and everybody is going through something um, in this, this weird, weird world. And, you know, sometimes, some days lately, it's been feeling like we're one foot out of the waters of doom and gloom, like, you know, with the vaccination rollouts and more and more people are being vaccinated. You see the light of at the end of the tunnel. I know I was talking to my friend this week over text, my friend, uh, Chris, oh no, Megan, uh, sorry, it's a group text. So a girl named Christina was on it, but also a girl named Megan. So for instance, my friend Megan, even though most of her company has not been vaccinated, they're being asked to come back on site full time on the 24th. And, you know, uh, so life as we once known it, knew it, you know, um, for some people it's becoming like a real thing. And then, um, you know, but we're still very much in something. And I know there's a lot of people and I myself, um, am in this, this, this camp, like it's pretty crazy. I think at this point about, I think San Francisco County proper is up to about 20, like we'll give it 25%, 25% of all the people in San Francisco County are vaccinated at this point. That's not that's not a lot, right? So, um, knock on wood and, and shouts to San Francisco and San Francisco County. We're very happy that, um, the hospital situation is where it's at, but if only 20% of our area has been vaccinated or 25, we'll give it a liberal amount. And then you're basically taking off all the guardrails of security for your population, meaning indoor dining, indoor fitness, you can now get facials, um, unmask, you know, like as long as one person's masked and the other, you know, um, I of course have grave concerns that we're going to see an uptick again and then more people are going to travel and say you travel to it's so I mean I hope I'm wrong I, I always say these things and I always hope I'm wrong um but you know we've seen this we've seen this now a few times we've closed down we've flattened the curve we've reopened then we've had to, you know, sit, you know, restrict again. And I mean, people are talking about like going to baseball games in April. It's March right now. So listen, there is nothing I want more than to see live music again, like soon, um, especially now that I can like stand up for more than 15 minutes without feeling like I'm going to vomit on myself, you know, with my, my stomach issues and all that shit. But, and I would love to go to a Giants game and I would love to eat hot dogs or nachos and shitty beer or whatever. But I mean, still, I have so many concerns about all the people that we don't have enough vaccinations in the country and definitely in the area to um have herd immunity and I just I just hope that um as always our um country and our states prioritizing capitalism and economic um you know economic uh rebounding doesn't kill more more people because I mean, hey guys, like let us not forget. I feel like we almost kind of like have pushed it under the 
than that after the vaccination rollout, over 500,000 people are dead from this virus and it's mutating and, um, you know, whatever your political beliefs are, I mean, this is just like reality. So I don't know, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to stay on that too much. Because there's so much more that I want to uh, touch upon today. And I've already decided um, today's verb pod is going to be named some some variation of down to clown or something. Because shit's clowning. And people are showing their ass in the dumbest, most... Um, disgusting in my opinion or maybe I'm being a little harsh as I've been known to do but um you know (laughs) it was it's weird because I look at COVID times um in like kind of semi-quadrants like I would say the first few months of COVID teen, right? There was this like beautiful illumination period where no matter if you are a normal person that lives check to check like me and my husband or or whatever it is that you do for a living if you're un- you know, unemployed or you you know, you just, you're very working class or whatnot. You and the wealthy person, like even celebrities seem to have the most empathetic kind of like um, breakthroughs that you've ever seen. There seemed to be like our, our, our world was coalescing together in this like really like illuminated period of holy shit, this virus is a great equalizer of sorts. And dare I say that people, even wealthy people, whatever their industry is, they were seeing how capitalism, um, free market capitalism, maybe is not so great for everybody, especially when the going gets tough, right? Like, because... You saw how, in the blink of an eye, basically, um, it doesn't matter if you're wealthy or if you're not wealthy. Like, if you get sick and this thing ravages you. If you're a rich person, you're just as dead as a poor person. The only difference is that your relatives aren't left um, holding like um like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollar um hospital debt in the same way probably you know like you will have the means to pay for the outlandish um hospital bill that your unfortunately deceased per like family member um left behind because you have the money, not because your insurance is necessarily any better, but you got the ends to cover it. Whereas like, you know, poor people, if you don't have health insurance or you have mediocre health insurance, then you're just fucked. And anyone who's still alive, that's going to carry on your debt. If you pass is going to incur that. You know, it doesn't just, like, magically vanish into the air. So, yeah. First few months, you know, the the people in New York clapping for the first responders and the doctors, you know. And I just felt like there was a lot of unity. And then I think starting in the summer at some point, we... We, uh, meaning the collective humanity kind of thing. I, I mean, <laughs> I was sick, you know, like 
very, very ill most of the summer and I couldn't really move around. But um, other people in my life or just people in general, they hit their walls like, I can't do this shit. I can't follow the rules anymore. And, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I've never been a rule follower. If anything, I've been opposed to rules most of my life and I've broken rules and broken laws most of my life in a, a lot of different ways. But it's funny, I did, for instance, um, at some point in COVID, I was talking to my friend PK, and she and I were like DMing or something on Instagram. And I was like, isn't it funny that us, the two, like two really like rule breaking type of women who don't trust our government, um, particularly, and all that good stuff are not anti-masking and we are trusting the science and, and following the sheltering, um, orders and all this stuff. And then it's like people that are, I'll just say it, squares that, feel this like entitlement like to their vacations and their this and that obviously not all people but uh, are like this way but it, it I I started to see it in my social circles and just all over people hit that wall where it's like I can't like I have the means to not to go on a vacation or to do this or that and and then there came the era, era, era. That's my parents' New York accent um, rubbing off on era of um, I want to do X thing. So I'll just get tested before I'm doing X thing and make sure that I isolate before I go on this vacation. And then afterwards, I'll get a test and then I'll stay home for quarantine for 10 days, la, 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 la. Meanwhile, still not understanding that just because you tested and you were okay, blah, 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 doesn't mean you're not circulating the stuff and you're not um, putting more people at risk if you're going to other states and then maybe bringing back whatever. You saw that kind of entitlement of like, I just can't like sit around anymore and the parents and the teaching at home. And I understand to a point I've already said this. Um, I am not a parent yet. I hope to be a parent sometime soonish, but like, you know, I'm not yet. So I understand me making a comment from outside of the um, parent gang bubble is maybe not my place and and I can totally um admit that but I still am a human being living in a free country we think and my opinion is when my mom always told me you never stop being a parent so basically like you had children so I know it sucks that you've had to like spend a lot of your time educating your children, but they're your children, you know, and kind of, um, heading towards this lane again, but, um, you know, about my down to clown list, cause there's a lot of clowns out there in all sorts of little quadrants, but, um, we'll get to the parents shitting on teachers unions and all that good stuff in 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 this podcast because you're definitely in my crosshairs you fucking weirdos anyhow um so yeah you know first part of corona teen everyone's like we must look out for each other i i felt like more than ever um people that might not believe previously in how dumb the thought of like employment being tied to health insurance like I I finally was seeing a lot more people understand why something like Medicare for all um 
or however you want to call it, universal health care, blah, 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 names, words, whatevs, I was seeing people understand. It was like clicking. It's like, oh, I get it. So like there's things in life that might not be planned, like a pandemic. And people might not be able to work because of these things, these disasters and these things beyond our control. And, oh, shit, like, what if I have a high-paying job, but then I lose my job and I have, like, three or four kids and blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, the the company that just cans you is uh, asking you to pay an exorbitant amount of money for COBRA protection until your furlough's over or this, that, and the third. You choose your own adventure of what the variables could be, but the variables are there, right? So, I mean, but then, you know, conversely, on the internet face place, which is, like, the bane of my existence, like, truly cannot spend a lot of time on Facebook because you're either going to mute all these people you thought you really liked with these insane opinions about shit or you just have to be very just like, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm not doing this. But anywho. And then, yeah, so people just got fucking over it. Those with means were like, I'm going to get a Vegas. I'm going to go this. I'm going to do this. So this country is allowing people in. I'm going to go on this vacation. I'm going to go to Tahoe. Like, like you go to Tahoe and um, because it's only like a few hours away from the Bay Area. Like, does that magically like incubate you from because there's like trees or something, does that magically incubate you from the possibility of spreading a disease? Also, like, you think people in Nevada or that area, like, whose whole industry is based on packing people in casinos and shit, you think that they are really, like, super interested in keeping your public health? No, they just want your money. They want you fucked up and they want you to spend exorbitant amounts of money there. And if you get sick, you get sick. It's at your own risk, but whatever. So now we're back to this kind of quandary, aren't we? Because the election happened. Fucking Joe Biden wins. And, you know... Democracy is, uh, you know, it's it's reinstalled January 20th, right? Like the world changed back to normal, right? Everything's great now. We've got no racism and we've got just like prosperity and everything's going great. Right? Right? Like knock, knock. Who's there? Bull. Bull who? Bullshit. That was bad. Anyways, but my sarcasm is 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 well placed. Joe Biden is exactly what people like me knew he was gonna be. Like I voted for him. I made the you know I played the ball. And yes. I, I would not take, some people are like, I would take back my uh, vote. I wouldn't take back my vote because I think I was pretty eyes open through the whole thing to the, you know, point where I got in, not fights, but, dis, you know, strong disagreements with a lot of my friends about, I told you I didn't like Kamala Harris. And I told you, like, Joe Biden was, like, my 80th choice. And I talked about how much of an asshole to Anita Hill he was. And I, I, I you know, my my record on this is consistent. Um, I still believe, ultimately, Joe Biden is not a bad person. 
But here's the thing. We, meaning people like me that are way, way, way left of a Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, as well as the people that are more moderate or centrist or however you line, and then the Republicans, the small percentage of Republicans that just had enough of Trump that they were willing to help the cause and not only get Joe and Kamala um, in office, but then also go on to help Warnock and Ossoff win in Georgia, which, again, were marginalized people, a, a, a big group of them. Um, thank you, people of color. Um, almost got it done in Texas, too, you know? I mean, there's been such a groundswell of of change um, in that. What? Uh, yo, drone, what I want again. Sorry, got a got a text from the husband. Anywho, so, um, fuck. Okay, um. Verb potting. Um, love you. I'm glad you droned. Not droned like Joe Biden. We'll get to that in a second. So anyways, um, where was I? Okay, so yeah, so everybody for the most part played ball to get get the White House, the Senate, and then um, we already had the House majority, but we held on to the House majority. What is politics? Politics is not about bipartisanship, and I've been pretty, like, not disinterested, but I've been dismayed about how people are, like, thinking that the installation of Joe Biden was, like, this good thing to to like bring the country together. No, that's not politics, babies. Politics is about consolidating power to enact policies that your belief or the tent of your belief, like, you know, I am a democratic socialist, a socialist, however you want to say it, but I much more will align with the Democratic Party tent than obviously Republican and I'm not an independent and I personally don't even understand why people register as independents. Like you think you're you're making some sort of like statement to do so because the statistics show that the majority of people that register as independents really are basically more conservatively minded people. And you might as well either come out as fucking a moderate Republican or, like, just keep registering as a Democrat. Or I, don't, I don't know. I don't, like, I'm registering as an independent. What does that mean? What does that do? How does that improve our the numbers in terms of, like, caucusing and, and shit like that? But... I don't even want to clown on that. Like, that's the least important thing. But okay, Joe's Joe's installed. And yes, all presidents, all politicians run platforms and they put out big ideas and there's no way in hell that you can ever enact all of your policies. And I'm totally aware of that. But there's a few things always, like there should be banner things that connect to the time and the place where we're at as a nation. 
that should be prioritized. One of those things, and it's not just Joe Biden's fault, but he also, like, the passing the buck thing about what I'm about to to discuss is just such nonsense. So, here I go. One of the things Joe Biden and a lot of um, senators and Democratic senators ran on was the need to, we haven't raised the minimum wage in this country since I think 2009. And at this time, obviously there's a federalism like aspect to it, but like, like it was just raised, I think the last time when the minimum, the federal minimum wage was raised to like $7 and 25 cents. Now, If you are somebody, even if you're in a state like Texas, 725 and you want to have a family or you have a family, I mean, that's below poverty or at poverty line levels. That's not good enough. So part of the platform that Joe Biden put forth and which I think was easily um, rolled out, like it could have been forced to work was the $15 minimum wage. We don't have a super majority. Like I believe Obama was the last person to have a super majority at one, one point, but we do have the majority and we could have overrode the parliamentarian And if you don't know what that is, do Google's read about like laws and civics and shit like that. But basically, there's an arbiter of certain things that says, I think that this shouldn't be passed. And most of those people have a past themselves in some sort of big business, big corporate like business kind of shit. So, of course, they're going to say that. But guess who can override a parliamentarian? Kamala Harris can. And they chose not to. And then it goes into this whole thing like passing the buck. And it was real easy when they did a vote. You have Joe Manchin, who is, like I kind of said, like, I don't understand like how he's a Democrat because he's basically a Republican. So you have Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, Democrats, who voted against this thing that is think, especially like during a pandemic. How great would it be, especially as we're getting back to work or we want to stimulate our economic um, workforce and all of that. How great would it be if the minimum wage was $15? $15 an hour doesn't make somebody rich out of nowhere. No, 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 no. That roughly adds up to like around $30,000 a year, which is a lot better than whatever, I'm not gonna do the math right now, but 725 times eight, you know, times five, times blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not like, like just like making people supremely wealthy, but it's stimulating wage growth in a way that will take people out of poverty. But of course, for all that statistics and all the economists that can prove that, there's of course going to be economists that, again, are um, aligned with big, big corporate business interests and all that shit that are going to say, Small businesses are going to be wrecked if they have to to pay people 
$15 an hour and then everyone gets into the AI um, automation kind of like making human um, human um, professions like obsolete la 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 I don't have a defined opinion on AI taking over either way I personally don't think that's going to happen. But like I said, I don't have enough information about it either way to comment. So I tend to only talk about things that I have somewhat of an understanding of or a pretty good understanding of, right? What I do know is until the robots take over, friends, people are showing their ass right now. A, if you have a small business and you you can't pay people at least $15 an hour, maybe you shouldn't have started a business. Is that you're down the clown if you're somebody who's saying, eh, $15, it's going to ruin my, you know, my overhead, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I'm clowning you right back. You shouldn't have a business then if you can't pay people a living wage. If you can't pay people a living wage, you're basically a scumbag, in my opinion. So, people have been showing their fucking ass. Like, you... The people that think that Joe Biden's... Yes, like, I've gotten the... It's only been, like, two, almost two months now. Like, he couldn't... Like, he walked into a really hard situation. He completely did. And I will agree. It's a harder situation than even Obama walked into. It can be very strongly argued. And yet, though, like I said, you don't have to hit all the priorities. And let's be honest, in four years, you're not going to hit all the things that you campaigned on. But this is where people are down to clown. There's not just... It's one thing that out-of-touch senators or policymakers that are... They either tend to be... There's like life... Like basically lifer senators, right? For instance. Like even like a Patrick Leahy who's a Democrat and he's from Vermont and whatever, whatever. Like he's a multimillionaire. Or enough of a millionaire to be comfortable and to also be old enough to be out of touch. Like, when you talk about, like, student debt, like, uh, college debt, like, um, like canceling it or, you know, doing at least, like, $50,000 of debt, like, cancellation. These people are like, oh, I can't vote for that in good conscience. When you went to college and... Law school, Patrick Leahy, or whomever else you are, lawmaker, state schools, and even private college institutions were so much less expensive. Okay, so like either there needs to be term limits, so more um, policymakers and legislators are in touch with modern realities of their constituents, right? I feel that way or like step aside, man. Like sorry that you paid like five grand altogether for college. That's not our reality anymore. And there's people that are in debt and unable to like buy homes ever or, you know, start families because they're just like sitting in this like fucking pool of debt. That that it's just like, again, down to clown. I paid off my debt, so I just don't think it's fair that I should, like, vote for something or be, like, like, or back something. And this isn't just lawmakers. This is, like, people. Like, people... I know, you know, listener, like, all this stuff. This whole, like, well, I did it, so why can't they do it? 
And what I would push back and say is that, I don't know, there's things I went through the kids that will never understand. Like, hi. There didn't used to be, like, cell phones you could, like, move around with. Like, I remember the first cell phone I ever saw my, my mom and dad had, and it was in the car. Like, it was attached in the car. You couldn't remove it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so when cell phones became, like, more, like, like, mobile, when they became truly mobile phones, did I go, like, hey... You don't understand how it was like to like have to use pay phones and have a pager and whatever. So fuck you. Like you shouldn't get to have like a mobile phone. No, like things change and we should be fluid with change and we should also be empathetic. Like not like I did this. I went through this. So I'm therefore going to vote against the interests of improving our nation for everybody. It just really is clown shit to me. Like, you're that fucking, like, hung up on a principle. Also, these, some of these Democrats that vote against stuff like the $15 minimum wage, most of them if not all of them, are shitting on probably the probably probably like over 75% of their constituents. This shit's wildly popular. Think if people stopped being able to be like, if we did away with dark money and like there wasn't lobbyists, think how much we could accomplish. But going back to how I was starting to set this up, the fact remains, the fact fucking remains, we have a majority. And all Biden talks about is he wants to reach out and get the support of the GOP. He wants to see. And guess what, Joe? I don't know if it's because you're outdated, bro, bro, but you're not going to get that. He thinks he had this great relationship with all these people that are in the Republican Party from when he was a senator and when he was vice president. I don't know if you're paying attention, Joe, but they don't give a fuck. And the one thing the GOP does a lot better than us, meaning people under the Democratic tent or left-leaning people, is that when they get power... They gnaw onto it. And when they lose power, they will do everything to destroy you. And block anything. So why would you? Like the saying goes. I don't negotiate with terrorists. We need to stop negotiating with terrorists. And terrorists being not the literal... So if you're listening and you're from a agency of whatever sort, I don't mean like literal terrorists, although <laughs> after January 6th, who knows? But um, if you have won the White House, you have basically the majority of the Senate, even by a slim margin, and you have the House of Representatives where laws start. You got the power, babes. Consolidate power to enact your policies. So either Joe Biden just said things, and yes, sometimes that does, but either you want to help the people or you don't want to help the people. And fighting more to get near a Tandon as your OMB, which crashed and burned, thank you, but to say... That is a priority over, 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 overriding the parliamentarian to get people a minimum wage requirement of $15 an hour is clown shit to me. You're down 
to clown. You don't want to give people $15 an hour, but you're going to go drone strike in Syria because of some thing we don't know about, which, listen, I'm not in the national security apparatus. I don't understand this whole Iranian like thing, although I would argue it's funny that we put so much on Iran. They seem like their government, I'm not talking about Persian people, I'm not talking about Iranians on a whole, I'm talking about their extremist government, obviously. They seem kind of content to just like hate us, and that's fine. We don't have to go like droning them just because blah blah blah, right? Like, I thought our whole, even with, I mean, can we just get out of war? (laughs) I don't think there was enough urgency. I mean, there's more things going on with Eric Prince and all those fucking weird mercenaries in the UAE with our good friends, um, fucking Saudi Arabia, where, why even declassify the... Jamal Khashoggi thing to basically be like MBS had something to do with it. He told these people to kill Jamal Khashoggi. We have proof of it, but I'm not going to sanction him. Now it can be like argued, like, is it our place to sanction? I'm totally with that conversation because if we don't want to be the police of the world, we can have that conversation. But Let's, again, down to clown. Let's keep it a buck. There is too much dependency on oil in that region for us to start shit with them. We've given them too much power and we sell them weapons and we sell them fighter, like, weapons and, like, jets and all this stuff. So, basically... So basically, like, all these people, like, it's all lobbyists, if you think about it. It's just like a geopolitical lobbying movement. We let these people get away with literal murder because we want to put, like, bases, like, our, like, to police the world, like, in their countries and to oversee. And there's, but meanwhile, I mean, there's all this double dipping and shit. What the fuck is Israel and KSA and, like, uh, Turkey? Like, all these strange, and China and Russia. Why are all, all these strange bedfellows coming up in indictments and espionage and blah, 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 blah. So stupid. Speaking of Israel, our new Secretary of State, uh, Blinken or whatnot, goes out of his way. Ken, why is this art? It's one thing to, to stay out of it. You know what I mean? But for Secretary of State Blinken to go on record and say, we are not going to promote... Israel having to go before the international uh, crime, like the ICC. I forget its exact name and I don't want to Google it, but I don't care enough. But basically the international court that overlooks like high crimes and, uh, you know, acts of of like um, genocide and all that, like Hague shit, right? Because, I mean, and it's not racist to say this, it's not anti-Semitic as a Jew who is talking about this, criticizing it. Israel is starving and also, you know, bombing and now with the crisis of COVID again, clown shit down to clown. For until they got a little bit enough of a nudge, nudge, like you can't be doing that shit. They were purposefully not giving or sharing vaccinations with people that are Palestinian in um, the occupied areas in Gaza and, you know, Palestinians that live in Israel proper. 
which is psycho and which is gross. I mean, that's that's their fucking racism. They're, that's their fucking bigotry out there. That'd be like if in our country, although it's kind of happening on a like more um, hidden hidden way, we're a little bit uh, less sloppy about it. Not so forthright, but like that's like in our country, if outright our government was like, we're gonna just prioritize white people being inoculated for with the the vaccine for COVID, and people of color and Asian Americans, uh, either you'll get the scraps or we'll get to you when we get to you, or uh, good luck. Even though people of color are disproportionately getting COVID more because more, you know, because of their house, their, their, their home, having more people in an enclosed space because they can't afford all their own spaces or, you know, all the different unfortunate socioeconomic reasons why they can't get ahead. That is clown shit down to clown. We're down to clown on that shit, too. So, anyways, our Secretary of State going on record unnecessarily, in my opinion. Again, it's either just don't comment on stuff. I don't comment on things that don't have to do with me, usually. But for them to per like make a statement that they do not meaning America does not believe in advocating for Israel to possibly have to speak or answer, should I say answer for their crimes of against humanity to the Palestinian people just seems pretty crazy. It's the same reverse. Like when the PLO was having suicide bombers walk into fucking Tel Aviv nightclubs and blowing people the fuck up as they should. People were like, ding dong, Arafat. Not chill, homie. You're a clown. And got all up on their ass. Either stay the fuck out of it all the way. Keep your fucking mouth shut and definitely don't need America saying, no, don't do this because for whatever reason, even though we're, like, clown shit in our own country, we're, like, a clown car, are are advocating for them not to have to answer some, at least some questions. A little heat for Netanyahu, who, by the way, hasn't he been indicted, like, eight million times? And didn't he lose an election? I have to say, I'm Jewish, I don't understand the political system that well of the homeland, but that's neither here nor there. I won't speak about it because I don't understand it, but I thought he lost. thought there was someone else who was supposed to become prime minister. Huh? 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 Anyways, back to our country and clown shit. So everyone's clowning on no one's like deep throated enough. It's not not a priority you know medicare for all wasn't a priority at the start of covid and now fucking we've got people being like we can't just give people 15 dollars an hour and then like personally in my opinion everyone's like okay the stimulus checks like went down blah 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 i think it's a if we had a minimum wage of at least 15 dollars at least $15 to start. That's great. That stimulates wage growth and changes the the landscape of poverty in our country. Hopefully bringing more people out of the poverty line, in my opinion. But then in terms of the UI, this new stimulus that just got, so everyone's like, okay, you get the $1,400 one time. What is $1,400 once? We should have been getting, in essence, a stimulus check every month for this whole time that we've been in the throes of this this virus. But they keep they keep 
making the federal addendum payments for unemployment lower. And then I think the base rate also is going to be lower. So I think the base rate is going to go down by $100. And then the federal, like, booster of UI payments is going down to, like, 300 where it had been 300 But anyhow, so base, my understanding is that I think base, no state is going to on like award anybody who's on unemployment more than a $300 a week base and then you'll get an additional $300 from the federal government. I would rather either do the stimulus every month for people. They should have been doing that. But at this point, fucking do away with the stimulus and go back to that booster of $600 on top of the the base amount for your state that you've been awarded. That would be way smarter. I mean, people are, more people are unemployed in this country right now than they've ever been in a really long time since the Great Depression. It might be even more people. And... We're like talking about fourteen hundred. Like that's the big sticking point. Fourteen to two thousand. No, I think you need to know where that. If you're on unemployment, where that fucking mo- like, how much money you're gonna get every two weeks, and know that it's enough to pay like your rent and some other bills. So, down to clown. Like everyone who fights against that shit just. Like, and and says that they're happy with what's going on. They're either not struggling right now, or or they just no longer have the capacity to think of people that are doing worse than them, and that's disconcerting. And if you're that person and you're listening to this. You're down to clown, dude. Like, most of us weren't born into wealth. I was, I'm like living life in reverse. I was born into more privilege and now I, I, I have no job security because I'm a creative. But, so, again, I'm living life in reverse. But is it, it's just weird to me. Again, I give all praise to my parents. I was raised in a point of privilege, but I was also raised by parents that were the first educated of their immigrant families and raised us, even though they had made it to a point of privilege, to live as though we hadn't been raised in a point of privilege. And I am so thankful for that because I'm able to see both sides. (laughs) I hate that shit. You know, like... There's never going to be a part of me that's like, man, I once had a way big safety net. You know, I don't think about inheritances or anything like that. There's nothing promised to me and I'm fine with that. I just want my relationship with my parents as long as they are with me. And I am just so grateful for them. But like... I have a lot of friends, you know, in all different sectors, like a lot of friends in the tech sector, and they're great people, even if the companies they work for are less than amazing. I have friends that work at Google. I have friends that work at Twitter. I have friends that work at Uber. And they're all phenomenal people, and I understand the desire, and I mean, I hate their companies, but I say to them, I hate your company. Like, I have a friend who's an engineer for Uber, and I was like, you know, I voted against Prop 22. And I talk to him about it all the time. And he's like, I totally understand. I don't care. And it doesn't bother, like, he's like, it didn't, like, I'm not pro Prop 22. You know, some people have jobs. They aren't their company or their company's politics. I do, I still do believe that. And, you know, some people are going to disagree with me on that. And that is totally fine. 
maybe that's my both sideisms is that I can see people in industries as people still because I had relationships with them before they did their line of work. Maybe it makes it easier for me. I don't know. But it's the people that are like, they they get to a certain point of privilege and then they're just like, I don't give a fuck about people doing worse than me. Now I'm going to vote for my interest and not... Um, think about the collective. Those people are down to clown. You're down to fucking clown. So, um, yeah. My last down to clown um, award goes to, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, hey, people with kids, you sound like fucking crazy right-wingers. I'm seeing like totally normal fucking people. People I'm friends with. People I love who have kids. Who are like pissed at the teachers unions and shit. Thank God that we're starting to prioritize vaccinations for educators. That's rad. But people that are yelling and being like, these teachers need to get back and we need these kids back in and there's enough science to prove that it's safe. You're talking about it's, there's enough science possibly proving that your kids aren't at risk to become sick with COVID. But what if you're an educator that's, I mean, who cares if you're, in your 20s or you're in your 60s what about them you are down to clown if you're a parent bitching about the teachers not going back to in-person educating until they are all inoculated until they're all vaccinated against this you sound like right-wing kooks You're down to clown. These people are educating your children and you have so little regard for their personal health. All you want is to get your kids out for those six to eight hours a day. Like that's so important to you that you're overlooking the risk, the possible risk for those educators to become sick themselves until they're all vaccinated. And until our whole country has reached herd immunity. San Francisco, as I mentioned before, it's only about 25%, maybe a little bit more by now, vaccinated. And you want these educators to fucking go back to school. You're down to clown. So that's your right to be down to clown. But I think you're clowns and I'm telling you, you're down to clown. And I hear Mike fucking, like, Hi. walking around. So I'm going to end this verb pod. I just got vaccinated. Did you really? Psych! Anyways, moral of the story, don't be down to clown. Don't be a fucking asshole. Just because you're doing tight, you should not, like, fucking, like, vote against the interests of people that are doing less tight than you. Yeah. And you shouldn't just sit there and be like... Joe Biden, like, we can't criticize him yet. It's only been, like, two months, and, like, he has, like, a lot on his plate. No, if Joe Biden is actively, like, going against the true things that could help our economy, like wage growth, a $15 minimum wage and such, then you can be critical of him. Do not give our cat that, Mike. That's down to clown. Oh, dude, these are so fresh. Ask everybody about Safeway chicken tenders. Like I've had them before. You know about it. You know what I mean? Why did you get those? Did, did you get my medication? Because they look so fresh. And when you got some fresh chicken tenders Well, because they're not in the hot bar anymore because there's no hot, oh, hot bars open. right oh, now. You're wide open. There's girls walking around Daisy Dukes. Masks on, though, of course. Yeah. Um, it's pa- it's popping. Everything's open. Yeah. All the checkouts are open. Chicken tenders are flowing. Like they're sitting <laughs> in the But hot bars aren't back. You can't hot bar it. Oh, you mean self-serve? Yeah, you can't self-serve. No, that's no. gross. Yeah. 
They should just leave that. We should all agree. That's just yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. But we can talk about that in our next pod together, Mike. Let's just Mike. continue I'm... it. Just keep it rolling. Keep it fucking no. rolling. Okay. So I'm going to, now that I've been encroached. Encroached by my um, partner. I am going to leave you now. But remember, you have a choice to either be down to clown or not down to clown. If you're down to clown, you are kind of a loser. Stop thinking of yourself Stop thinking about the things you did, you accomplished, and yeah, start thinking about the greater people. Like, yeah, like I'm glad you, you, I'm glad you paid off your fucking student loans. Proud of you, but you st- because you did something. You shouldn't be like, oh, people that are not as fortunate as I am, or went to school at a time where higher education or or whatever costs more to do, and so the loans were more. It's a racket that is keeping people in a debt cycle that is not tight. And, I mean, I'm over this. Don't be down the clown. This was a verb pod. Goodbye. Be nice to teachers. Stop yelling at them. It's not the teacher's fault. Get them all vaccinated and then they'll fucking teach. It's not that they don't want to do the fucking job, you fucking crazy people. And eat more ice cream. No. Whenever you want. No. If you want to, though. Gummy bears. Yeah, gummy bears are cool. Yeah. Okay. Mike and I say goodbye. Verb pod out.